Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. You might be thinking, ooh, a movie about a giant bear? That must have been a Matt Kelly pick, but you would be wrong because this one came out of left field from Kyle. Not only did he pick The Prophecy from 1979, he also put it, he finally finally set us free from the year 1993. <laughs> with I'm a little sad. I almost didn't want to. Yeah. I almost regretted it. Well, that okay does free us up point. for some some weirder shit coming down the line. It yeah, absolutely. Very much absolutely. so. So, I have almost no notes on this movie. It's a movie mm. I've seen a couple times, so I'm not too concerned about that. But this is one of those movies where it is just, like, so slow and boring, <laughs> and then something insane happens. Mm. And it's almost like you're asleep and startled awake. And then, like, just start. It's like, oh, uh, this is like some nice, like, white noise. Like, it's like a sound machine playing. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, it's a chainsaw versus an axe fight. And then it's like, okay, white noise back. Oh, it's a sleeping bag scene. White noise. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just. Yeah. Raccoon. Like, and then, it's just yeah, like, it's random. It's so it's, wild. <laughs> it is to me. So, I, I mean, to be to be honest, I've only seen it once before, and I picked it because, as we've talked about here, well, I, as we talked about, uh, it's just one of those covers that always stood out to me when I went to go to the video rental store in Vermont with my grandparents. The prophecy cover, or prophecy cover rather, always scared the shit out of me. I didn't know what it was. I could like. I also at the time had these toys that weren't they weren't mad balls but they were squishy balls with fluid inside that also had some sort of like creature or monster oh or i some... remember those yeah yeah yes. yeah. yeah yeah they were and i'm so much like... older than you yeah the fact that uh you know like i remembered i was reminded today that kyle is almost a decade younger than me yeah 
Yeah, that's a, that's you only get one of those a year, Scott. I'll, I'll <laughs> remind you again next year sometime around the same time. Um, but like you know, I just oh, you know what it was? I'm sorry, completely. It was a Goosebumps fig like toy with the hamster in the green oh, goo. From, from uh, now Monster I distinct- Blood. Oh, yes, from yes. Blood now I distinctly so it reminded me a whole hell of a lot of that, and I was like a scarier version of that. Um, and then I obviously I hadn't seen it. I I didn't see it until maybe like seven eight years ago. Um, and yeah, no, you're totally right. It's it's slow, and then it has those yeah. like pops of interesting things. And I think that's because Frankenheimer he's an action director. He's an action thriller director, mm-hmm. and this screams a horror. This is a horror movie in concept. Uh, even though there is like the class, you know the um, the land battle and sort of this political socio-political thing but it's like horror always had that and he i feel like he as a director just came at it and we also see this with the island of dr moreau uh as a sci-fi <laughs> yeah you know like as a as a, a sci-fi slash classical like i mean you know that whole I mean, story same director too is, you know what i mean yes, like it's right. it's he that he yeah a, sorry that's what kyle was that's why he mentioned Island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah, just to yeah. clarify for the listeners out there. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the same director. Yeah. The director... Worth checking Lost Soul, uh, the documentary about the making God, of yeah. so even good. though Richard even... Stanley is a piece of it's shit. Better. I was going to say, even though we Lost later Soul found out that Richard so Stanley is yeah. awful. Yeah. But... Yeah, yeah. Lost but Lost Soul has a story. so much better than Island of Dr. Moreau. And so I, like, after watching Lost Soul, I, half of me, well, 60% of me, wants to go back and rewatch the the actual film but then the well no it's like 40% wants to go watch it but there's a there's a bigger percentage that's like no that movie's absolute garbage all right so i think i i think i have this nailed it i didn't research bad. this so don't Real hold don't hold my feet to the fire you die hard listeners but i'm pretty <laughs> sure episode 64 of this podcast we not only covered that movie we did. It was almost like a double episode because we mm-hmm. watched that and Lost Souls, oh. and d- discussed both of them. And if I'm remembering this correctly, that movie was picked by not Scott or I, but but our third co-host who also didn't show up for that particular <laughs> recording. So, really, I so don't remember that part. So it almost seems like he tossed a grenade in, mm. <laughs> into us for no real reason. Um, yeah, he's yeah. a lost soul, man. He is. He is a lost soul. Uh, but yeah, the 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 prophecy. It's like when it works. This movie is not without its fans. We'll start with that. Like mm. Stephen King has spoken very yeah, highly. Yeah, Stephen King is one of his favorites. It's crazy. Um, it feels very King. Quentin, He's like, oh, Maine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino has spoke really highly about this film. Like he like refers to it as a very stupid movie, but he's like, yeah. there's just some. I think he said there's something charming about this very stupid movie, yeah. which it's like I 100% agree with that. Like as much as I know that this movie is bad and dumb, every time I put it on, I am at least a little charmed by. <laughs> yeah. And I can't put my finger on why. But also, Trey Parker and Matt Stone are clearly big fans because they literally created a character inspired by the villain, which was Man Bear Pig. That was like an ongoing character on their show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's... it's. I, I think that this movie also is like trying to do too many political commentaries at the exact same time because it's like... 
it's like talking about dealing like the way that we've mistreated first people it's talking about pollution it's also talking about like kind of a weird pro-choice story like mixed in there it's like that there's just such like, a weird addition that i never yeah. i mean so this is my only my second maybe my first full watch because yeah. i've i've watched this movie before but didn't really pay attention really all i used to give a shit about was the the sleeping bag kill because yeah. well and we'll get to why in a second i'm sure that longtime listeners know already but I'll, I'll share that story in a second but um that one section di- that 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 i caught on with an actual active viewing this time gave me a little bit of an ick but i get it it's just trying mm. to, i, I the, it gave me an ick because it seems really antiquated and fucked up to try and humanize your female lead in that way. It just kind yeah. of like I, turns her into a caricature and I don't, I didn't appreciate it that. It does, you know? but you yeah. know what, I also, I walked away from it, because one of the things that I did like about it, and I, and I, for starters, it shouldn't be in there at all, right? Right. But yeah, like they, you like, know how many problems like could have been fixed if they hadn't to try to save the, the fucking uh, bear mutant bear baby, the, the mutant bear yeah. mom wouldn't have come after you, idiots. Yeah. Look, that's that's many a giant monster movie plots. I feel like <laughs> at least three Jaws movies deal with them taking a baby. Orc is about killing a baby. Like, it's just if you touch the baby, things get bad. It's almost like those characters should have known yeah. that there's been enough history, even yeah, in I've popular seen this in a culture movie before. beforehand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, they should have known. But I, I will say this. that So I was thinking about this when I was watching the movie, because we get introduced to the fact that she's pregnant, that her husband doesn't want to have kids, and her co-workers, like, don't let him force you into an abortion if you don't want it. And what I like about that line in retrospect is I'm like, you know what? We do talk about pro-choice constantly, and it always just gets put on the choice of having an abortion. But also part of that choice is if someone wants you to have an abortion and you as the woman want to keep the baby, like it is still your body, your choice. So I'm like, you know what? That is a side of pro-choice that we don't acknowledge so for them to acknowledge it in 1979 and being like this is your fucking body and your decision and you do with it what you want like mm. all right still didn't need to be in the fucking movie <laughs> it's yeah. already like convoluted muddied waters to yeah they were with. they were literally just trying to have that be the the catalyst for them to steal the fucking mutant bear baby because <laughs> yeah. this movie would be 20 minutes long otherwise they wouldn't yeah, have no. five chase scenes yeah it's yeah, yeah this, i, I this did like I did like that, and I mean, yeah, obviously, you could have done this with anything, but I did like that scene where the um, our lead scientist is putting the pieces together of the mercury poisoning and what that'll do to an infant, and she's sitting there having this knowledge of her pregnancy that she hadn't shared yet, and then this, so you have this two-character sort of, like, scene where one is talking about a subtext that they don't realize that they're talking about as we're actively watching the, our other lead, like digest that and absorb yeah. that. I thought that was fun. But again, like you kind of could have, you kind of could have done that with anything, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, like you, you, there's going to bet. I mean, look, I'm not the right, I'm not the best writer, but I feel like there's another way we could have had a scene uh, that involved uh, knowledge and not. And I also and don't think that that was a make or break scene. Like it was cool. No. It was, a well it was cool, but it was, yeah, it wasn't. It, <laughs> like, like, if it wasn't there, it wasn't, the sleeping bag scene no no and the sleeping bag scene is the only scene that they could not cut from this movie no no, absolutely not (laughs) the scene that kyle was talking about is very interesting because 
coming from a an action director it's it well maybe it really does fit maybe that's mm-hmm. a thing in action movies where there's that like they have to Tangent do character building. development through exposition and mm-hmm. so they because they, they can't do it any other way because it's an action movie and so it's like yeah. gotta gotta force this conversation somehow so they, they did it but you know it's just yeah. the idea of wanting to preserve life from like a scientific perspective is is the husband and then wanting to nurture life from like a maternal perspective is the is the mom's side or the the woman's side the female lead side i don't know i, I don't like i it's not terrible but be, in a 1979 perspective it's probably progressive but in a 2023 mm. perspective i'm a little just like I just want to see the monster more. You know, I don't yeah. really care about you having this like moral dilemma, it's, but it's so the, strange. Also, Kyle, what's the director's name? Because I keep almost saying Frank Henenlotter and I, because <laughs> it's like John, John, John Frankenheimer. Frankenheimer thank that's you. that's my prob- name too. John Frankenhooker. Yeah. John Frankenhooker yeah, did this exactly movie. What it sounds, that's my name too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I go out, people always shout, holy shit, giant mutant bear monster. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That joke sucks. He he is going on the record saying that he actually is really disappointed with this movie because he shot it as an R-rated film, and then the studio insisted he cut it down to a PG Mm -hmm. film. Um, But there were only PG and R. Yeah, there was G, G, PG, R, and X were your options um, back then. But he's like, yeah, they cut out literally every scary scene, so all you're left with is like the dialogue without the like payoffs. Yeah, um, and it's still somehow an hour and forty five minutes, dude. It, it is, is like, long. I long. when I sat down to watch this last night, in my head, I'm like, this is like eighty seven minutes, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's because you're you're you've lulled yourself into this assumption that monster movies are short, and yeah, like. That I think is the number one reason why I've never picked Prophecy for the show because um, the reason why it, it should have been picked a billion times. I, I realize I pick movies that only I want to pick movies that only have people getting absolutely catapulted by <laughs> and some you get of the crush. five <laughs> in this movie, and I yeah. love that because the monster uh, Katadin, I believe I'm saying mm. it right. Um, I think so. Is so obscenely powerful. She uh, is nuts. just a monstrous creature, and I love that. Also, um, I had to write this down. She was portrayed by the actor slash stuntman Kevin Peter Hall. This dude was seven feet two inches tall. Yeah. He also played the Predator in 1987 and Predator in the in the sequel in 1990. Wow. And he also played Bigfoot in Harry and the Hendersons. The dude, wow. massively tall person, that but um, I just love that that the mutant bear is like so op. Like mm. it looks like when it backhands this little girl, this teenage. Oh, she's a total brat, by the way. She does oh, yeah. not want to be out there um, hiking. She's listening to like disco on her on dude, her walk. I tried to look up that. I tried to look up that uh, that track afterwards. Sweet ride. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> rules. Oh, that track um, ruled. Not on Spotify. Sorry, uh, but it is on YouTube. And the, like, I'll there's nine comments. Our, I'll put it on our creature feature playlist. We'll have that. There's <laughs> there's like table. nine comments. Three of them are like prophecy. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> like, I do feel like it's so wild because like 
This is like a thing that I always love slash hate in a movie, which is like inconsistency, which is like, yeah, this mutant bear thing, which side note, Leonard Moulton, who I believe gave this a bomb in his review book. I don't think finished the movie because he calls the creature a giant salmon. No, a giant salami. <laughs> oh, salami, oh. giant salami. Yeah. Even I wrote still. that note down as well. Yeah, I, I, but, I just love I love how Leonard Malton shits on everything that we talk about on this show. Oh, he's like, he's the he king of it. But but yeah, so oh, this thing. Except that back, he, didn't he love American Werewolf in Paris or American Werewolf in London? Is that like the only thing he liked that? We I mean, discussed? that's a movie that a lot of people love. He also gave Gremlins two a higher star rating than Gremlins one, which is weird because he has a cameo in Gremlins two. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's Funny. not weird. It makes a whole lot yeah. of sense. Uh, maybe maybe there was a little bit of sarcasm in the in the usage of the word weird that I didn't stress enough. But yeah, this creature <laughs> backhands backhands this girl, and she, upon impact of this tree, is just a pile of fluff. Not even blood. She's like evaporated yeah, no as a human being <laughs> when yeah. that happens. Well, but then and, towards and the end, it hits our though, villain, and he goes flying, and he's or our hero, and he goes flying, he and he's get pretty killed. okay. Well, he's she's got like a tired. stretch. Yeah. She's tired by the time she's catapulted five people. But exhausted, the, the, no cliff bars. Yeah, no Over. cliff bars because she's there are no cliffs. It's just the <laughs> forest. Uh, but but here's the thing: is that people. In, in in 1979 would understand why that girl would turn into a pile of feathers, like a cloud of feathers, because she's in, and, and the thing that's the most hilarious addition to this is that she's in a full body um, sleeping bag that went over her head and only shows the oval of her face. And then she goes, ah, and immediately gets, you know, destroyed into a giant rock. And the, 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 the it was a down-filled, like a goose down-filled um, full-body um, mm -hmm. sleeping bag, which do not, I don't think they ex exist anymore. There's one shot where she's hopping around like a corn dog, and it's yeah. like the funny, let's all go to the yeah. movies, and then she gets fucking obliterated. Uh, there's another edit we need to make. <laughs> she sees the bear, jumps up, and that starts playing. Um, no but ways it, to wanna... die. <laughs> but the, uh, the, like, there is this subtle brilliance in that, too, because it's like, man, what a perfect way to have to completely just make the cut to change. Yeah. It to an empty thing. That's oh my god! There's like, no fucking reason this family like. Oh, I guess there is. There's a lead into the townsfolk then going after the um, uh, the ops. Ops is that okay? I need to know if op is offensive because then the way he fucking says ops and when he comes down and like wants to arrest. It's it's um, weird because I appreciate that it stands for original people. Yeah, but right. like it does very feel like a weird seventy nine. Yeah, <laughs> except for the fact that that how many of the people that were playing native uh, native first people were? I mean, because I'm pretty sure the main guy was Amand Arsante, and he's not. He isn't no, I was Spanish? afraid to look. I was actually afraid to look up this information out yeah. of like embarrassment and fear. The one woman of... looked. She looked like a first mm -hmm. people to me, but right. I saw I I saw her name on um, IMDb when I was looking, and it didn't it didn't sound like she was. But it might have also been like a an Americanized name. Who knows? Right. But, 
Right. She she right, had the yeah. look way more than Amon fucking Arsante. Like no, yeah, that was that wasn't Amon Armand Asante. Man, I that is that's a, a tough one. Tongue twister. But speaking of tongue twisters, Kyle, what are you putting on your tongue right now? Mm, <laughs> so I bu- I bought this beer because I thought it said Miles of Trails. It's called Miles of Trials. Uh, but <laughs> but it is put out by a brewery called Timber Ales. All right, so, there we go. Um, I, we had a little double duty there. I thought it was going to be, yeah. Uh, oh, what do we got? I have a hazy, hazy bear. beer hug. It's a beer hug. Beer hug. Now, uh, Megan picked this because it had a bear on it. Um, mm. And you know how much sicker it would have been if Katadin had squished someone to death like the uh, Toxic Crusader, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And Man, that's, like the sequel it, like, I, that's the sequel I didn't know I wanted, was Toxie comes and saves the day. <laughs> I knew that's what you wanted. All right. <laughs> I, 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 let's be real here. All right, that well, crossover would be amazing. Yeah. All right. Do we have any other notes on Prophecy? Um, I have, I have a real fucking downer. Oh, cool. What a way to end it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the raccoon scene, right? Oh, no. Oh, um, no. So... Here's a not fun fact about that raccoon. It was actually legitimately poisoned before that scene. I don't know what they did to it, but like they poisoned that creature and I don't think it survived the shoot, which also makes this movie like super hypocritical because it's trying to say like animals deserve to be left in peace. And they're like, here, eat this poison and then act for us. So that's bad. That's unfortunate. That's not great. But but also, this is the funny quote that I, or the funny trivia that I wanted to end on. Um, Apparently, someone on IMDb Trivia thought that viewers of the film would not know what EPA stands for. Okay. And so it said, interestingly... The EPA is the Environmental Protection Agency. No one found that interesting, though. No, um, no. <laughs> uninteresting and unhelpful. Downvote the entire thing. That's bad. That is so. Well, you know what? Bless that person because when they found that out, they must have had a eureka moment that uh, was unlike any other. They're so, like, I have something to talk about like... at parties now. IMDB should also show the age of who submits that stuff because it's like if that person's 40 really sad but if I saw that and it was like posted by Jeremiah 8 years old I'd be like oh yeah I hope that Jeremiah is also um, a fucking Amish kid on Rumspringa and is finally learning about the English world and that's why he's well, confused about what EPA but then watch for. this because it was PG so thought they were totally and safe they yeah. thought they were totally like this is the exact same this. rating as Moana yeah <laughs> let, that, let that sink in I love that this is shot in like Vancouver acting as Maine. Uh, it's just like, you know, you see these huge mountains in the background. And I know that Maine has, you know, like Arcadia and, and other mountainous regions. But, man, it ain't the Pacific Northwest. Let me tell you something. No. That's odd. One last thing I want to bring up is <laughs> the very final shot. It's like we've saved the day. Helicopters flying off. And then just very quick pan to what was already like not a great bare animatronic head that like you were doing a great job of keeping in the shadows for most of the part just in broad daylight just like that's literally me when i wake up and i don't know where i am after a long nap in an afternoon. <laughs> 
my eyes look the exact same. I have I I've gotten better. I honestly during the time that we've done this podcast and I've had to travel more than I used to have to travel, I've gotten a little bit better at being like I don't know where I am for like a couple seconds when I'm waking up, but man, yeah, when you're like crashing on a friend's couch after like sleeping in your own bed for a decade that f- you're like what happened who kidnapped me <laughs> like, like, did i make this choice <laughs> i feel like matt's like finally i got kidnapped and that's definitely in your I got bucket a friend list of now. shit to do i know it <laughs> find a fresh take on a fall getaway to wilmington north carolina and beaches enjoy hiking trails in a state park fresh seafood with a side of live music and fall festivals galore then live it up along the Riverwalk in wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches carolina curie and wrightsville and a vibrant downtown you get the best of the carolina coast all in one place plan your fall getaway at wilmington and beaches vacation.com hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price priceline hi friends the world got you down don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. Kyle, you picked this bad boy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to get. We need to. See I need. What Kyle I need to, to know uh, what. What are you gonna make us watch to make up for it? Well, I'm gonna share Carly's uh, double feature first, which was Aaron Brockovich, um, <laughs> and then perfect. Uh, I'm gonna choose Piranha, which I think um, ha- does a similar thing with much more um, pizzazz. All right. No, <laughs> per- I agree pizzazz. with that. It's got more. It's got more humor. Less yeah. exploding sleeping bags, though. Yeah, yeah. Huge yeah. So you gotta balance it out. More rewatchability for original Piranha, OP, mm-hmm. as we like OP. to call it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, the the absolute over the topness. I mean, you have to go with Piranha 3D to get um, a, a much better vibe if you're Even trying to. Honestly, Piranha yeah. 2. Like Piranha 2. Is oh, so yeah. slept on is, uh, yeah. is ridiculous. I yeah. don't think that it's slept on. We did a great episode on it. We Thanks did, to, but I, I forgot mean, that we did that yeah. episode the last time we talked about Piranha. I forgot I that you were on that episode. Yeah. yeah, there's a couple episodes that Kyle's on that I'm like, that's right, he showed up on that one too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. he's always you? been yeah, here. We'll, we'll go to you. Um, so I have a lot, but I'm gonna go with the Bay. Uh, oh. from what was that 2015? Um, okay. You know, like the 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 like. I thought you were um, talking about Stephen. No, not the Stephen Bay. Um, He's gonna hang out. Yeah, just Stephen Bay. Show me your VHS collection. Yeah. Um, He's probably got this tape. Oh, I'm positive that he has this on Betamax. Um, but no, uh, the Bay is about the Chesapeake Bay, I believe, and they like stirred up all this shit on the bottom, and it created these like. 
monster um what are those water bugs called um they in in when they get very large they will they're a parasitic um exoskeletal yeah. bug um and they will sometimes uh chew off a, a um a fish's tongue and replace the tongue so that, like you yeah. open oh, up oh a... i know exactly what you mean yes 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 yeah. okay so they describe it as massive mutated tongue eating lice lice yes sea lice okay. that's what it is um they they have like a wow, some other name as well things. but yeah i mean but that's actually i mean it's a found footage movie i don't love the movie but i remember being posted by it it's you a know, great the, poster. Yeah. It's a great poster, and it's actually a pretty effective found footage movie. Um, nice. I would rewatch that. It's not. Um, I mean, you could also be real, twenty twenty three, and do Cocaine Bear, uh, which you know I feel is very on the nose. Or you could literally just go to East Palestine, Ohio, and um, hang out there and see what kind of mutations are going to happen in twenty years of of the uh, the disaster that happened in february so yeah yeah there you go and now, uh, what about you i went with you know if you're playing the bingo card matt's double feature game uh you can check off alligator on this <laughs> uh just giant creature brought on by pollution sure let's watch it mm. <laughs> i think that yours might I be the love- most watchable of the th- that might be the best double feature I, of all of them that is a movie that i could literally so so a friend asked me today like what song could you listen to a thousand times and not be sick of? And I had a couple of those, but I think alligators on that same list of like, what's a movie you could watch a thousand times and not get tired of it. And I, I think I've gotten close to watching alligator a thousand times at this point. That's in my insane. Life. I would, so, I like, would, I would expect you to be near 500. A thousand. I'm is just kind of I'm like an inhuman feat. It's probably but, about 500, but there was definitely like, there was a solid summer where we watched it every single day at my cousin's house we're like yeah, let's so watch that's, alligator that's, again that's, that's 60 that's, viewings right there in one right summer. there and then yeah that is a that is like a two or three times a year viewing for me like i'm always yeah. i'm always looking for an excuse kyle yeah kyle oh. tell us yeah, tell us what you want to talk about yeah please regale us with tales yeah <laughs> regale yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, need a tale to reg- be regaled <laughs> so uh carly carly i'm not going to go into detail about these movies because they don't need much detail but let me just tell you about the marathon day that carly and i had when i i went with her so that she could finish up her tattoo she has a, a arm sleeve of a py- pythos um it's a vine uh, yes uh mm. it's a yeah it's a vine that grows and clings to the walls and um when her uh, her dad gave her a piece of that plant. He had passed away, so she got this huge tar- tattoo. It's not like a sleeve sleeve, but it wraps. I mean, it wraps around her whole arm. So like, mm-hmm. there's room to put other stuff around it, but it's it's beautiful. But she went to go get it colored in, and I just took the day off and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll go and just hang out and do some work there, or whatever." Um, but in this tattoo uh, parlor, Black Hatchet Tattoo in Wallingford, Connecticut. Amazing artist. The owner is a big horror guy um, and does some amazing horror tattoos. Um, but she was tattooed by this woman, Jessica. And on the TV, we watched five movies. We walk in to 
the shop and they're already playing Hereditary first thing in the morning, 10 a.m. That is a that flex. That is a rough awake right there. Really, yeah. really crazy way to start the day, and they felt the same way. So Tattoo we don't shops watch any... are crazy like that. You go in at 10 a.m. and they're like listening to Grindcore or watching Hereditary. Yeah. It's just yeah. – but they're like also it's, like I feel like people. It's, it's crazy. It's two things. It's tattoo yes. shops and it's like hipster bars. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. So, like, you know, she's getting prepped and we're watching, you know, she like luckily she wasn't tattooing when the the telephone pole scene <laughs> happened. Like we were still yeah. prepping at that point. But anyway, after that, they, clearly they have two modes. They have horror or they have like comedy like the like, yeah. you know, so we then just go the full comedy route from here on out. We go, I love, uh, I'm sorry, we go Role Models, nice. which I forgot was David Wayne, uh, yeah. Wet Hot American Summer, and it holds up, like, it's very funny. It's, uh, it's a cool movie because it's literally him attempting to do Wet Hot American Summer as a more mainstream movie, yeah. like, and it's like, yeah. that humor translates so well. It does, so it does, weird. and he's been <laughs> successful, maybe not, like, financially successful, but, like, creatively successful with those movies. I think and it that... actually did shockingly well. I think that, that, yeah, that role models I think did it, well. I think um, role models outperformed. All of those dudes kind of have since, like, not yeah. all, like, successfully financially, but, like, even um, Michael Showalter made, like, The Baxter, which is yeah. such a, like, it's so in the vein of Wet Hot American Summer with its humor, but in a much more, like, digestible way yeah. for a mainstream audience like it's not yeah. as like over your head with it no no they, it, it was it was a blast and then uh and then they put on goon uh immediately after which i had never seen and what goon the, is that is such a they're just roller coastering your emotions well and then on the wall they have a whole like um thing of goon tattoos so somebody there oh, loves, okay. loves it uh and then i love you man and Classic. then great movie. cable Absolutely guy great movie yeah, I love you, man. I hadn't seen that was a first time watch for me, and that was oh really lovely. That's yeah, such a great yeah, way to spend was, your day. Yeah. Oh my god, it was great. And then yeah, and then Cable Guy, which we had already watched, we had watched recently. Um, mm-hmm. but she was finishing up, and like we were kind of like you know in and out of it. But that was a day that we spent together watching tattoos. I was not in, or watching movies while Carly got tattooed. I was not in pain. She was. <laughs> um, and it was great. Yeah, that sounds like a really good time. I want to say a party, yeah, it but good. it's yeah a party where. One of you leaves bleeding. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So a couple months back, Megan was editing photos and she came across this movie on Netflix called Do Revenge. And she started watching it and she was like, oh, Scott would like this. Oh, Scott would really like this. Well, then she finished it and she's like, oh, well, I'll just tell Scott about it. and We can watch it together. Um, last week, she was like, let's watch Do Revenge. We have no shows that are coming out right now. Like we, we're in a lull. We have no movies that were that are on on the docket right now. So um, to watch together. So we started watching it and then she left town. And so I finished it. And um, also Matt has a very odd relationship with my wife where he texts her more than he texts me. Matt said, and I fucking quote, if Scott doesn't love this movie as much as you, Megan, you get to be the next co-host of Horror Movie Night. I didn't love it as much as her, so I guess this is my last episode. <laughs> no, I think I just said song? if Scott doesn't love it, period. <laughs> but still. Oh, I enjoyed my watch, but I realized that I am not the target audience. Yeah, even but as, know who even is? Even as a millennial, Matt I'm not. Kelly. <laughs> well, Kelly you was and prime. my wife, because that movie is way more... Um, it's way more cruel intentions than can hardly wait. It's and that's definitely why the I didn't leader like it as much as I was expecting. Well, 
did she show you the uh, the posters that I sent her that the director shared where it was like parody yeah. posters of mm-hmm. like Heather's super cool um, jawbreaker like like it is it is firmly in that vein. I've explained it to people. The jawbreaker so we one was perfect. The jawbreaker one was spot on. Uh, the way that I've explained it to people is it is literally Mean Girls meet Strangers on a Train. Um, it's so fucking brilliant. It's so fun to me. Like I think it just nails this this vibe that that I didn't know I missed as much as I did. <laughs> so like when I was watching, I was just like, oh, I'm home. Um, but the concept is two girls who have a chance encounter meeting each other, and they go to the same school, but they've both been horribly embarrassed by somebody. And they make a deal where they're like, if I get revenge on the person who embarrassed me, everyone will know it's me. So they trade off and say, like, I'll get revenge on the person who ruined your life if you get revenge on the person who ruined my life. So that's where your strangers on a train portion comes from. But it's also this dynamic of one is like the super popular girl who's like probably going to be valedictorian. And the other one's like kind of nerdy and new to the school. So in order for nerdy girl to get revenge on the popular girl's friends, they have to also make her popular. And that's where kind of the mean girls aspect comes in of like taking this person, getting them into this click, and then that person fitting in a little too much with the click and causing issues with the plan. Um, but it's the soundtrack nails like that 90, late soundtrack 90s, early 2000s. Wild. Feel. Yeah. Dude, I was Le- La Tigre popped up. I had not thought about that band in like ah. two decades. Like, Bro, but, that is bullshit. I have seen your iTunes before. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's it was I, I was like, I am really into this. I'm loving it. I do think it could be like 15, 20 minutes it was shorter. A bit long yeah. for for a teen comedy, but at the same time. It's not really a teen comedy. It's way he- it's way more bl- Heather's black comedy. It, yeah. It's Heather's and and um, Cruel Intentions, which, if anybody has ever met my wife, they know that she loves black comedy. Like White Lotus yeah. was absolutely her shit. Um, she just loves that, and I don't. I I like. I don't like people being assholes. I don't find it funny, and she does because the stakes are just different in her mind. Yeah. But See, this for me, is I definitely like bad people doing bad things. Yeah. You know, but there's so that many. Was, I don't that know. was what kept me from loving it. Yeah. Anytime that Maya Hawk referred to her as revenge mommy, revenge mommy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what a I'll great... do whatever you say, revenge mommy. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else. Absolutely yeah. nothing else from that movie. Um, I am so happy to walk away with that little. That, slice and also just i i do have to say it man maya hawk is a fucking beast and i will pretty much watch oh, anything she shows yeah. up in because she just kills it um but yeah do revenge was also the thing i watched i i had a feeling we were going to be talking about this right now so i switched my yeah. what did i watch at the last second uh, baby there's for, always next week yeah there's next oh, week oh you and megan because <laughs> i'm not gonna be here <laughs> it's been real kyle Hey, All right, always well, a pleasure. Can't wait to hang out with your wife more. Yep. All right. <laughs> goodbye, Scott. And uh, we'll be back next week with our new third
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 